The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Betsy, are you going to help Mommy set the table? Oh, gee, Mommy, I want to watch my cartoon. Well, come on, dear. You said you wanted to do that every dinner time. Huh? Your father must be home. I didn't hear him driving. Brownie, hey, what is it? Brownie! Hey, out of here! What is the matter with that darn dog? Oh, for dog? heaven's sakes, dear Brownie, wouldn't bite you. Wouldn't bite me? I know. Would you mind telling me why? Why that dog never barks at anybody else? Perfect strangers walk up and ring the doorbell, and Brownie wags his tail and wiggles all over with joy. And yet when I come home, me, me, who was supposed to be his lord and master... Well, darling, that's something I want to talk to you about. I am worried about Brownie. All day long, he sits outdoors and just looks up at the sky. Oh, come on. He does. I've noticed it for several days now, and when I let him in the house, he races upstairs to the guest room and sits and looks out the window. Uh, what are you talking about? He does. He just sits quietly and looks out. When he first started doing it, he barked and barked all the time. That got on my nerves, so I spanked him. And he stopped his barking, but he still sits and looks out the window. Well, who knows what goes on in a dog's mind. I don't know, but any way you look at it, I don't think it's natural for a dog to just sit and look out a guest room window all yeah, the time. Well, I haven't got time to worry about it. i got some reports that have got to be in tomorrow, so I'm going to go to work on those until dinner's ready. Well, I just thought since we do have a child around here and with a new baby coming, we ought to make sure the dog is all right. So, Look, I don't know I, anything about it. Just take him to the vet. I did this afternoon for another distemper shot, and I would like to talk to you about what he said. Look, darling, Sorry. not right now. Well, yeah, I've got a lot of work to do on these reports. Well, I do think we ought to discuss it because the vet was very interested. And there's a new vet over there, sort of a dog psychologist, you might call him. <sighs> Honey, and he said... Yeah, darling, look later on. A what? Well, that's what he said. Dog was, psychologist? No, Are you kidding? Well, no, dear, I'm not. Now, let me finish getting dinner in the oven, and then I'll come in and tell you about it. Good. That's what I want to hear. A dog psychologist. Come to Beechnut Babyland, and you'll see everywhere... Beechnut fruits and vegetables grown with loving care. From seed to soil to picking time, we perform one feat to package for your baby the best food he can eat. Come to Beechnut Babyland. What? You've too much else to do? Then get Beechnut at your food store. Babyland will come to you. And what special goodness it brings. Every food from Beechnut Babyland has the sunny freshness that babies love. Take Beechnut peaches, so juicy, young, and sweet to start with. And then those rosy peaches are very carefully prepared to preserve all the natural flavor baby wants, the natural food nourishment baby needs. Get the best for baby. Get Beechnut, the most babied food in the world. <laughs> Look, you do as I tell you, and I don't want another word out of you. Oh, gee. What is it? What is going on in here? Daddy won't let me watch my cartoon. I cannot do my office reports with the television. Why? But... Betsy, how would you like to go upstairs and pick up your room? I wouldn't like it at all. Well, you go up and do it anyway. 
Oh, gee, you're never going to do anything I want You go to. upstairs and pick up your room. Now, March. Go on, Betsy. Come on, dear. Well, I don't know That's what... a good girl. I don't know what gets into kids these days. When my dad told me to do something, boy, I did it. You tell her to do something, right away you get an argument. Yeah, I know. Children have got no respect for their parents anymore. Oh, yes, they do. Certain things are different, that's all. Because you've straightened up this desk, and I can't find a darn well, thing. Darling, you left an awful mess on that desk. I just put everything in one pile. I didn't throw out a thing. Well, I'll tell Not you one thing. thing. When I have my own den in the new house, I think I'll keep a padlock on the door. <laughs> all right, now do you want to hear about the dog? Huh? Oh, here they are. Here they are. Underneath everything, of course. Huh? The dog? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dog. Oh, yeah, the dog psychologist. Boy, what'll I think of next? Well, he asked me if Brownie had always seemed like sort of a nervous dog, okay. and I said I didn't know. And then I told him how Brownie didn't seem to recognize you when you came home, I you had know? two blue papers right here with the rest yeah. of them. Well, now, they must be there. I didn't throw anything Well, they're out. not here. Well, Gosh, honey, be. can't you let my desk alone? I must have asked you a million times. Here, what is this? Just to what keep is this? You, I... What is this? Oh. Is this what you want? Yes, yes. All, all right. right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, this dog psychologist said that maybe Brownie didn't recognize you all dressed up. What do you mean, all dressed up? Well, he asked if you wore kind of sloppy clothes around the house on weekends and sometimes didn't shave and all that, you know. And I said yes, and he said... Oh, that's nice. You told him that? Well, it's true. Kind of a bum, well, huh? He, well, and he said that if you looked that way when you played with a dog, that it was possible Brownie didn't know you when you were dressed up. And he thought he'd get over it if some weekend you'd stay all dressed up and spend some time well, with Brownie. Well, for Pete's sake, of all the nonsense I've ever heard... Well, that's what he said, and he's majored in psychology. Especially about animals, so he ought to know. Oh, sure. And then I told him about Brownie, Brownie just sitting and looking up at the sky, sort of. And then how he'd go up the guest room and just look out the window. And even he thought that was very peculiar. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Well, well I tell you, it's probably something that happened early in his dog childhood. Maybe he didn't really like his mother. Well, as a matter of fact, that is what this man said. Oh, and come he, on. Well, he did. He said that maybe when Brownie was a tiny puppy, his mother may have rejected him. Honestly, I... Or he may have been beaten and kicked by somebody. I told him you got him at a pet shop, and he said to ask the pet shop man if he remembered anything that happened to Brownie after he got him. Look, this gets you know, sillier and to... sillier. To begin with, the pet shop probably wouldn't even remember Brownie. He's not a pedigreed well, dog. You're right. You're right. He didn't remember him. And the fact is he got mad at me when I asked him if Brownie had been kicked or anything. You, you know, mean you made a special trip to that pet shop? You just Well, to... I was with Elner. She took me over. It was no trouble just to drop by the pet shop. Up. And did he get mad? He asked me if I was trying to start trouble for him. You, oh. And who was it that was putting out rumors that he was beating his dogs? My goodness, such a to-do. I just finally walked out. He didn't understand what I wanted at well, all. Well, I can well believe it. Now, you listen to man. me. Well, now, you let me finish. The dog psychologist wants to see Brownie twice a week. Now, I don't know what he's going to charge for it. Well, but well, I... well, what do you mean? Well, no, don't get excited. It's something new, dear. Well, why does he and... want to see Brownie twice a week? Well, Brownie is... He's... Going to be, I, I, I suppose you'd call it, psychoanalyzed. Are you kidding? Well, no, dear. It's something new. You're trying to I, tell me that I'm supposed to plunk out money to have my dog psychoanalyzed twice a week? Well, he has to have several sittings, I guess. It takes a while. Sittings? And you mean Brownie isn't going to be able to lie down on a couch while he's being analyzed? No, no. Well, I mean, if we're going to pay money, we want him to be comfortable. Look, if you're going to be silly about this... Well, if I'm going to be silly, look here, if you think I'm going to let some quack soak He's me... He's not a quack. Some quack tell He's me that my dog is nervous because his mother didn't let him scratch his fleas or something. Oh, this dog psychologist is very nice, and I think what he will do is just study Brownie and watch him play. See how he gets along with other dogs or something. I don't know what Boy, they do. Boy, I tell you, that is the irony of life. I work my fingers to the bone to make ends meet, and then it's my dog that has the nervous breakdown. <laughs> now, look, it may be nothing, but with children around, I do not want a dog... Hey, wait a minute. ...that has anything... What did I just... Well, 
Bone. Bone. What? I forgot about it. It's the bone. What's the bone? Last week, Brownie had a bone. I was throwing it, and he was chasing it and bringing it back. I gave it a throw and miscalculated and landed on the roof of the back porch. Of course, that's just outside the guest room window. Pete's sakes, I'll bet that's it. The dog has been guarding his bone. Oh, you think so? Certainly. Come on, let's go look. Will you now just stop that? What's Daddy doing? Be careful, dear. Don't slip on the roof hey, now. Mommy? Daddy threw Brownie's bone up last week and it landed on the roof of the back porch here now. Did Daddy crawl out the window? Yes, yes, dear. Dear, can you see the bone? Oh, Mommy, he'll fall. He'll fall. No, no, he won't fall. Dear. Oh, my Daddy's going to be killed. He'll fall. Look, for Pete's sakes, I will fall if you can't keep her quiet. This roof is slippery. Go downstairs, Betsy, and, and take Brownie with you. Go on, both of you. You're making Daddy nervous. Go downstairs. Why? Because I said so. I don't understand you. When I'm downstairs, you tell me to go upstairs, and when I'm upstairs, you tell me to go downstairs. Well, we, we get out of the guest room, both of you. Go on, run along. Both oh, of you, go on, right. go on, go on. All right, come on, Brownie. Dear, do be careful. Can you see the bone? Yes, yes, it, it must have rolled down into the gutter. Uh, yeah, be careful, dear. You're, you're getting too near the edge. I'm all right. Yeah, careful, dear. Careful, careful, dear. Will dear. you stop <laughs> yelling at me for Pete's sakes? I know what I'm doing. Ah! like that, you'll trip. Have I got oh, news? Fine, Myra. Tell me later, right now. The election okay. votes have just been counted. Uh, the what? For the women's club, our election of officers, and Mrs. Henderson was not re-elected. No! Really? Oh, I bet she is furious who got it. Laura Stinchfield. Oh, wonderful. I'm so glad you make a wonderful president. Jane Gibbons is vice president, uh -huh. Beatrice Hammond is secretary, uh -huh. and Frida Palmer is treasurer. Oh, good. Well, who was elected chairman of the Ways and Means Committee? A thankless job. Yes. <laughs> Doris Halsey got stuck with oh, that. Oh, did she? Did yeah. she? I'll bet Mrs. Henderson is just furious she wasn't re-elected. Mm. Well, it's her own fault. She always wants to run everything. Right? Yes, yes, she yes, does. she does. She does. She's does. got to be the big cheese. Doesn't she? <laughs> Laura will make a wonderful president. Marvelous, just marvelous. <laughs> now, I uh, thought, what would be awfully nice if we yeah. all chipped in and brought Laura a little something. Oh, yes, I do, too. Excuse me. Go on, Myra. Or maybe we could have a buffet luncheon for the new officers. Yes, we really should do something. I think that... Oh, hello. Well, excuse me. I was just passing by, and, well, it's uh, none of my business, really, but... Um, I beg your pardon? Well, I heard all this yelling, and... What's the uh, matter? I don't know. This man said he was passing by. And what was Well, it? I heard this yelling, and I saw a gentleman hanging from the roof out and back here, something about a ladder. As I say, it's none of my business. I don't like to interfere, but he asked me to uh, ring the doorbell. Oh! It's my husband. Oh, he will kill me. The ladder. Myra, help oh. me get the oh. ladder. Oh. We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. CBS Radio. One moment, please. CBS Radio. Uh, what's that, madam? The Ford Road Show starring Arthur Godfrey? Oh, yes, it's on the air every Monday through Friday over most CBS radio stations. That's right, madam. You're very welcome. Say, Lucille, what's this I've been hearing about a new sound on the Arthur Godfrey afternoon show? 
I guess they mean those terrific musicians on the program now. You should excuse the expression, Marge, but they're solid. Like who? Oh, like Cozy Cole, Johnny Smith, Bobby Hackett, and oh, lots and lots more. The best in the business, they tell me. All that and Godfrey, too? Mm-hmm. All that and Godfrey, too. Well, I wouldn't miss the show for the world. Hmm. You and a few million other people. <laughs> CBS Radio. Uh, one moment, please. I'll connect you. All right, dear. The man's holding the ladder. Come on down. Yeah, well, thank you very much. I'd like to know what he was doing on the roof. Oh. Well, he, he was getting a bone. Oh. Getting a what? A bone for the dog. Oh. You keep them on the roof? No, no, no. He threw it up there. And the dog was worried, Mary. He kept looking up at the sky, oh. then standing in the guest room looking out the window, and I didn't know what was the matter with the dog. So I took Brownie to the vets, and there was a dog psychologist there, and he thought Brownie ought to be psychoanalyzed. Oh. Well, don't they do marvelous things for dogs nowadays? Don't they? Well, come oh. on in the house, Myra. I'll tell you about it. Thank you, yeah. Mr. Williams. <laughs> well, it turned out that my smart husband figured out that Brownie was just guarding his bull. Yeah. Well, I, I think well, it's I'm really a smart fellow, all right. <laughs> well, Mr. Williams, I hope your home life is not quite as hectic as mine. Oh, I guess it's about the same. I, I'm just recovering from a broken leg. Oh? Yeah, my wife changed the furniture around, and I sat down where there wasn't any chair. I guess I landed just the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess there's no wonder they say women live longer, huh? Oh, I'm sure it's true. <laughs> of course, life may be short for us, but those girls sure do make it interesting, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well... <laughs> The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Francie Myers, Seal McLaughlin, and Clifford Carpenter and is produced by Walter Hart. This is Stuart Metz, inviting you to listen again tomorrow for The Couple Next Door.